And we're back! Hello everybody! Welcome to Sub Tours. We like movies! Uh, my hey. name is Mai. I'm Misha. And I'm Angel. <laughs> it's been a while, friends. It's been quite a while. Guess who's <laughs> back? It 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 back again. Uh, it's been a while. Wow. Uh, we, we took a very much needed bereavement leave. <laughs> Yes, we did. <laughs> and We're still um, grieving. Yes, we are actually still grieving. And um, yeah, if you know what our last episode before this was, then you'll know why. <laughs> it's easier to laugh than to cry. Uh, We're both feeling much better now after some much needed retail therapy. Uh, retail therapy is good. I went mm. to the beach a couple of times. But I should be grieving when my credit card bill comes. No <laughs> uh, yes, you will. <laughs> Uh, so yes, as shitty as things may be politically here, uh, ang laban. <laughs> uh, we're going to go back to talking about movies we love and we're going to jump start this next phase. Wow, parang Marvel, my face. <laughs> uh, we're going to jump start the next phase of this podcast with something pretty awesome. So, so exciting. At least yeah, we there's get to just talk so about many good thoughts. shit again. You can say it's almost everything. Uh, Everywhere. At the same time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. He tried. I tried. I tried. Uh, I always so, get the title wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know what we're talking about. Let's get it on. Like Donkey Kong. Oh my God. I am a father. <laughs> Okay. You are the father. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's all you can watch in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. Speaking of Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, we also have an announcement. Not really. I mean, we won't be um, releasing episodes as often as we did. Like, not weekly because Misha is on vacation in the US. So live, sorry. not from New York, in Ohio. <laughs> I will not have you bad-mouthing Ohio. Yeah, uh, you have Bengals. You have the Bengals, which is a good NFL team. I think the Bengals are wrist. As in Shang-Chi and the Bengals. I know a lot about sports. Oh my god. Sports ball. Sports ball. Yes. But, okay, yeah. So, um, Misha might be in another state when we record next. But yes, we will allow Misha to enjoy his vacation and buy us shit when he gets back. Emphasis on bias Shit When he gets back <laughs> Yeah I guess I should At some point <laughs> Thank you Thank you Yeah for you guys I'll stop by 7-Eleven Oh if you guys have any orders Just DM us And we'll just Send it to Misha <laughs> <Sinabai>. <laughs> Jackass <laughs> <laughs> Yeah D- DM me and Angel Will give you Misha's details What the actual hell <laughs> <laughs> Okay Alright, back to the movie. We are talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes, I know a lot of people have been raving about this, so we were super excited to talk about it. It's directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Mm-hmm. Scheinert. No, that's the Daniels. Yes, the Daniels. And uh, it's um, distributed by A24, not necessarily produced, but it still has that A24 flavor. And um, mm-hmm. so, Misha. Tell us what it was all about. God, you guys are mean. Why don't <laughs> I? Okay, fine. <laughs> you're the one on vacation. Hey, you're in the Thanks states with better internet. You're in the states with better government. Blah. Oh my god. Okay, it's about it's about this immigrant couple played by Michelle Yeoh and Kehui Kwan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. They play an immigrant Chinese couple who own a laundromat. Um, and they run it with their daughter, Joy. And when we meet Evelyn, she's like kind of overwhelmed by everything she's got going on in her life. You know, mm-hmm. her her father's on the way. Um, she has to put on like a Chinese New Year party for the neighborhood. Her daughter is bringing her girlfriend to the party. Her father is coming. Her She's being audited by the IRS. So she's mm-hmm. got all these things on her plate, right? And 
as she goes through her day, she finds out that she's not necessarily the only Evelyn in the multiverse. And she gets <gasps> sucked into this huge thing God. where she's going to have to pull on all of her different skills from all these different universes in order to fight this all-encompassing evil, which we can go into later. But the fun of this basically is that we get to see Michelle Yeoh do a million different things and it's just glorious. Amazeballs. It's, it's, I don't know. Glorious is an understatement. Amazeballs. <laughs> okay, so let's get to our first impressions right after seeing the movie. What did you guys feel and what did you guys think right off the bat? I felt, I don't know, like I felt everything. <laughs> No, it was just I don't know. This movie was just amazing in a way that parang um it was a roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was there's just so many things about it that you can compare to other movies, yet it still stands out as something really, really amazing. Like if you're familiar mm-hmm. with you know, remember that the time in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, when, you know, studios, big studios were just churning out crappy movies, exploiting wire work and kung fu when this movie came out with Jet Li in it called The One. Oh my God, mm-hmm. The One. So, you know, which is basically… Which this- I, ironically, Kehui Kwan actually did choreography for. Oh, really? With Corey Yuen. Yes, yes. That's so, why he was so good in the fight scene here. Yep. So… Because he did that for a while. So this is basically the one with a better story and a much, much, much better execution. You know, mm-hmm. minus all one. the emo grunt, emo soundtrack of Papa Roach. Papa Roach! <laughs> <laughs> they play Papa Roach in the one. Oh my God, that's right. That's right. They play Blood Brothers by Papa Roach in the one. Cut which, my life in two pieces! <laughs> that's last resort. Their breakout hit. Yeah, I know. You'd it's have just, to. You'd it's have the to. only Papa Roach song I know, to be quite honest. Good God! Oh you have to God. sing it like that. Did not age well. This is my last resort. Suffocation. <laughs> no breathing. I'm just. I'm just glad we didn't have to go through the Papa Roach in this movie. <laughs> no. No. I mean, like. So yeah, no, I mean, like uh, this is like the upscale version, art house version of the one. This is so much better than the one. I mean. Part of the fun in this one is seeing how she can take on the skills of her different multiverse selves. And it's not like the one where she has to kill them to get their powers. Here she can just draw on them as long as she does something super random. And so the fun <laughs> oh is seeing what random shit that she has to do to absorb the powers of her multiverse selves. And also seeing what skills she gets after she does that random thing. Like I, I, I imagine the directors had like a whole yellow pad just full of stupid random things that they could make their actors do to trigger their powers. I fucking love that part. And I love the fact that they rationalized it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there is a reason for all of the fucking randomness in this movie. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk about the random stuff later. Yes, we will. We will. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, first impression for me, it was overwhelming but in a really good way. Because obviously, Absolutely. judging from the title, you know you're going to get overwhelmed. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. And even before shit hits the fan, you see the life of Evelyn as a regular person. And it is fucking overwhelming, even just for a normal person. Because, you know, she's got the business. She has to submit her taxes, which is always bleh. And uh, her, her her dad's being overbearing. Her daughter wants to come out to the grandpa. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. a divorce on the way. <laughs> that she <laughs> like didn't every- know about. Yeah, like everything's just happening in her regular life that is just so overwhelming. And I was like, bitch, how do you finish anything? <laughs> like, how does she even manage to like breathe at this point? But that is only scratching the surface. Yep. That is just like the tip of the iceberg of everything that's happening in this movie. But like, it was fucking amazing. I'm, it was… Uh. I mean, at the at the first part where, where we're introduced to everything… Not necessarily everywhere yet, but everything all at once. <laughs> part one, it already part felt one, like everything. shit hit the fan because of all the yeah. stuff that was going on around her life. And yeah. which made me love the character of Evelyn because it was so relatable. Like everybody will have that moment in their lives where everything just feels so overbearing and heavy, which is why this movie completely worked for me. 
It's like a I, real, I, it's a cathartic release. Can you relate? Honest. Hon- oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess. As a, as a middle-aged person. Ooh. <laughs> Wow, you people suck. Everybody take a shot for that jab at Misha's age. Hey, I did not address that to anyone. You just automatically assumed it was Misha. Force of habit. Because he reacted. He reacted to it. (laughs) Anyway, yes. No, uh, no, I was going to say that what I liked about Michelle Yeoh's portrayal is that this movie really lets her show her range because we're so used to her kicking butt. We're so used to her being glamorous. And, you know, her last big role was like in Crazy Rich Asians, which is completely unlike. Oh, and Shang-Chi. In both cases, completely unlike this. You know, she's usually elegant. She's usually poised and all that. But this movie showed her like just as an ordinary I mean I hate to say it but she's just an ordinary schmuck in this movie yeah she she was so dowdy she looked so dowdy like her hair mm-hmm. was always in a mess her hair was uh in her face her face was oily you know every everything it's like I'm not used to seeing Michelle Yeoh this not pretty yeah it's the first time I've actually seen her not put together in a movie I mean like the last time I saw her in a movie it's, it's, before, uh, aside from Shang, she was um, Gunpowder Milkshake, and you know that that movie saw. I mean, like that movie was actually one of the first few movies that I saw her in a small. You know, even if it was a small role, it made me see her have good comedic timing. Oh, she has amazing comedic timing here. He, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. She. It was um, incredible just seeing her take on everything that was happening, and um, the way she would react to everything it was just incredible. Um, okay, so uh, while we're at it, I guess we can get to the direction and execution of all of this. But where do we oh, start? Wow. Where I the fuck do know. we start? I, I don't know. Like maybe we could start with the easiest about the first chapter about everything. Where you know it's just you know it it even if it was a short span of time, it just made you feel the dreariness of everyday life and the redundancy of what everyday life is about and mm-hmm. how tiring it could be. Which is great. And then you get to where you get to everything everywhere all at once. And it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just really something. It's just an experience that's hard to describe. You'd really have to watch it just to understand what I'm trying to say. Maybe the, maybe my co hosts can, can articulate better. <laughs> Grasping for straws. I mean, we it's can like, help. Try. This is me trying to swim, guys. I'm drowning <laughs> in my try, thoughts. I guess. We could yeah. try. Okay. Um. Let's. Okay. Let's get to the visual components first, because there was a lot. I think, if anything, this was a general assault to all our senses. But visually, yeah, visually was what really took the cake because it was able to show us so many different versions of not just Michelle. But uh, different scenarios, different worlds, different fingers. <laughs> different, different fingers. If I had to put my hot dog on it, uh, I ew. would say, ew. In in that fingers, world, they oh did. my god, what is I wrong know, with you people? I know, but you put it in such a weird way. They didn't use the hot dogs in that sense. They were using the. I mean, like Jamie Lee Curtis was playing the piano with her feet. <laughs> oh okay, my god. Fine, fine, fine. Right. It just made me die out, you know, die of laughter. I saw it. What the fuck am I watching? Okay, so um given that there are many multiverses out there, uh, uh I could just ask you guys which one's your favorite first? The Wonker Y multiverse? I- yeah, you stole my answer, <laughs> but yes, that was my favorite. No, but I, I love how these filmmakers, the Daniels. You know, like allude to certain films. Like, I mean, like, yeah. So I mentioned that I was like, oh my God, it looks like a Wonker Y movie inside it a movie. Does. It was really so good. Am I watching? Yeah, that was my personal fave um, as a fan of uh, the filmmaker they were they were paying homage to. And I just love how, um, so this is a different universe, right? This is a universe where um, Waymond, <laughs> I can't Waymond. get over Waymond. <laughs> Waymond. Waymond. Why is his name Waymond? Okay, I don't I thought, know. He can't say Raymond. I thought there was a typo in the subtitle, <laughs> but that was his actual name. His name was Waymond. I yeah, know. If you saw I mean, the divorce, adorable. the document, and he's uh, Waymond. by Kehui Kwan, who was, you know, 
this kid was in the Goonies, this kid Indiana was like Indiana Jones sidekick in Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. And now he's an old man and he just owns it. I was surprised. Uh, he was amazing. And here he looked so good. I'm sorry, with the suit and the glasses. In the Wong Kar Wai. Yes, in, in the, 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 the Wong Kar Wai one. He looked so good in that. <laughs> I like, mean, like, oh, there's Parshall. Doing his best Tony Leung. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, yeah, it was good. It was It was good, really though. good. Um, it was good. And... I love how, okay, so we have the normal life of Evelyn where, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a rocky marriage. Uh, Waymond wants Mm -hmm. a divorce because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not working out. So uh, the Wonkar Y inspired one was a universe where they didn't run away together. They didn't end up together. But, uh, you know, um, Evelyn ended up being this big kung fu movie star. And uh, he happened to be in one of their premieres. And then this whole universe was just a big what if. It's like, what if we did? What if we didn't get together? But then there's this part of them that wants to get together, and they had successful lives apart, but still found each other. And I'm, I'm a sucker for that. It was amazing, and how it was shot too. Very Wonka way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely yes. Oh, yeah. In that oh, but- universe, though, she had biceps on her pinkies. <laughs> her pinky like, foo. Oh my god. Yeah. Everything is <laughs> kung fu, even the pinkies. Okay, okay, look. My head says I love the Wong Kar Wai universe where she's a famous movie star and Waymon represents the life that she didn't have. But my heart says Rakakuni. Oh, Rakakuni. I love it. One universe because Evelyn can't remember the title of Ratatouille and she swears that she remembers it as being a raccoon on the chef's head. So there's literally one universe where... There's a one universe where she's working as a chef in a restaurant where there's another chef who's really being run by a raccoon. It is <laughs> glorious. It is just the most ridiculous thing. It's, it's so, so stupid. So and Harry Shum Jr.'s in it. Sorry, I'm going back to the thirst here. But Harry, I, I fucking love Harry Shum Jr. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Uh, lang. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I just love Harry Shum Jr. Ever since Glee, I have loved him. I love I'm the happy. raccoon. Yeah, the, the raccoon's pretty funny. And how, and how when the raccoon was taken away, he was like, no! <laughs> you he took everything from me. He taught me how to cook and spin eggs on the... <laughs> um, oh my goodness. This movie is insane. I mean, like every universe has its own look, feel, mm-hmm. treatment. Yeah. And it's just so fun that you tend to forget that, you know, the stake of the multiverse, yeah. that, that, that the, the entire existence of the multiverse is at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I don't know what it is about this year or what it is about the past couple of years where people have been more receptive to multiverses, but this is like the second major blockbuster this year where it's come into play. And, you know... Um, this one, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I actually think this one might be the better film. Mm-hmm. I, mean, like, I love Doctor Strange. I really did. But this one really just takes the concept and runs with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Rakakuni. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean. <laughs> Hot dog fingers. <laughs> I mean, I could agree with that. Just mainly because. There's a universe the- where there are rocks. No, I'm just saying. I could, I that's one. Ag- that's that's I a thing. I can see where you're going with this just because it's just it's so original and it doesn't have anything that it's tied down to. So it could be as creative as it could be. Yes. Hot yes. dog fingers, cooking raccoons. Oh Ooh, Rac- I, I, re- <laughs> I really want to get to the rocks. It's one of my favorite universes. So there's this one Mm-mm. universe where there is somewhere it, it looked like a Grand Canyon of some sort. And you know, yep, there's yep. you have Joy as a rock and Evelyn as a rock just talking. But you don't hear them. It's just subtitles. Yep. <laughs> so good. And it's so fucking good. It's so good because like after the hullabaloo and the craziness of all the other universes, this just like slows it down. And it's absolutely yeah. quiet. And I actually wouldn't mind going there. Yeah. But and even, think- even if they're just rocks, the conversation <laughs> was so sincere. No. It was yeah. still very, very... Touching because that's where you see Joy opening up to her mom about how she feels about yeah. this whole crazy shit that's going on. So it it was literally down to earth, but did, 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 it was like, so good. You remember when we were talking about this earlier when I said it was like everything, you know, it's the title in itself. Like I said, I compared it to the movie The One. It's actually also another version of Turning Red. Uh, yes, this this is like if you cross Turning Red with The One. 
Right. And that's another thing that seems to be going around a lot now because as much as many multiverse stories that we have, whether it's Doctor Strange or Spider-Man or whatever DC is doing on TV um, or what DC is going to be doing in their upcoming Flash movie, um, there's also been this abundance of movies that we've had lately where people are just working through their parental baggage, whether Encanto, it was Encanto or red. it was uh, a Turning Red. You know, I mean like, or, or, or fuck it, even Ghostbusters Afterlife. Why is everybody dealing with parental trauma now in blockbuster format? Because it's true, millennials have a lot of but problems with their an... boomer parents. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> well, not a bad I, thing. It's just very, inter- it's real. very I, I, interesting trend that we seem to be going through. Yeah, but it's right? real. Now we have an art house version of it. Oh. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> art house version of turning red. Yeah. It is. It really is. No, but going uh, back going back to, to that sequence with the rock verse. The, the rock verse. The rock verse. Yeah, it was… One, another one of it was actually if not for the Wonker why I think just because of its purely visual homage to one of the best filmmakers it's like super it was one of those moments that, gonna, that was super deep and that you just appreciate mm-hmm. everything because it you know it's, it's, it, it makes you feel like oh so sometimes it really is just a conversation where mm-hmm. you need that, that you need to be at mm-hmm. peace with yeah. someone just Quiet it down and you know simplify yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And exactly. that that the Wonker Y universe actually, ironically, was the one that seems to be closest to Michelle Yeoh's actual existence because in that yeah. one she was a world famous martial arts actor, and there was actually one clip that showed her at the premiere of Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. So I guess Evelyn did star in Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> in that universe. Evelyn Yeoh. And um, I like the fact that it was. Real. It really played upon the concept of what if we took a different path in life? What if we made a different choice? What if we took a different job? Uh. What if you entered a different relationship? And it just all came to a head there. Especially when he tells her that, you know, in another life, he uh. would have just really liked doing laundry and taxes with her. And hey. in, in this universe, he's a successful CEO. She's a world famous megastar. But they're both alone at the end of the day. And he says he would have been happy with her in another life. But we've seen that other life and they're not necessarily happy. Uh, And you can't help but thinking, you know, did we make the right choice? Did we go with the right person? Did we choose the right path, the right job, the right life? And oh my God, this movie. You know, that question in itself is also very Wonkarwai. And I love how they yes. incorporated those feelings into that certain universe because it just mm-hmm. reminds me of In the Mood for Love. Yep. And and it takes on just an added level of I mean, not I'm not gonna say resonance, um, but it's just another it's another one of those connections because Kohui Kwan, I'm sorry, I pronounce it I pronounce it differently every single time I say his name. I short round. Yeah, I just call him short round. So short round. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, people have probably been calling him that his entire life. Or, or data. <laughs> fine. What a, or data. Um, sh- short round. Grown up short round in this movie. <laughs> Long <Yeah>. round. <laughs> Indiana Jones sidekick. Oh my God. <laughs> Just say Waymond. Waymond. Okay, Waymond. Yes. He also did some of the choreography for 2046. So I'm like, this guy's been everywhere. Twenty forty six takes on, huh? Yeah. Oh. So it takes on an added resonance because this is somebody who, after its initial success as a child star in The Goonies and Indiana Jones two, dropped off in the early '90s because there just weren't that many roles for Asians, and he turned to behind the scenes stuff. He was doing camera. He was doing uh, production stuff. He was doing action choreography until he just stopped because he figured there weren't any roles for Asians until he saw Crazy Rich Asians and he said, hey, maybe there's roles for me again and this is essentially the first gig he booked and holy shit. He was amazing. Amazing. He was. He was was just, he was just the kid actor back in the day. That's where I remember him from. I mean, like, Uh I mean, okay, how to describe the roles in this movie is that they're almost be so erratic with how they would act because especially those parts where they start, you know, doing the random stuff and then or another version of themselves would jump into that body. It's just you see the complete transformation, especially for 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 Evelyn and and Wayman. 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 Uh, I love saying his name. I know, me too. 
It's it's Short just round. so much <laughs> data. Uh. Anyway, but it's just so much fun to see how how quick and how snappy the changes happen, and you see that he still has it in him. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's great. It's just refreshing watching. You know, seeing him again. Like I, I honestly, I don't really remember him in any other movie aside from the Goonies. And I Indiana didn't know Jones. he had range. Oh yeah, my god, the Same range. Here. So he he goes from like a dorky husband to suddenly mm-hmm. this action star kind of dude who's like <laughs> yes. Alpha Waymond who's out to save he's the multiverse. Most of the stuff he is, and he's you know doing his own kung fu. He's the doing f- cool shit. You know all the backflips and the kicks and whatnot, and then yeah. you see him in like his serious CEO all CEO mode, all like all dressed suave. up. Yeah, so just right. the, just the range each of the people here in this movie. Although shows. I didn't get to see him as a rock. No, oh. <laughs> no, he did. Really saw cute his rock. influence. You saw his influence because. The wimpy Wayman, wimpy Wayman, wimpy Wayman, wimpy Wayman, Wayman. He's got this little thing where he likes to put googly eyes on things and yeah. Oh, yeah. wife nuts. I thought Cute. it was kind of sweet. It's adorable. The, the googly eyes even make it into the rock universe. <laughs> yep, as Evelyn would call it, Google eyes. No more Google, Google eyes. Google eyes. <laughs> like, oh, That's okay. such a tita thing to say. Google yeah. eyes. And she's like, she's like, why is the laundry here? It's happier here. <laughs> no, but I was even more surprised. With Waymond, just because I didn't know that he was a, you know, if he was doing um, behind the scenes work, I didn't even know that he was a fight choreographer. He had something to do with stunts because that that first fight just blew me away mm-hmm. with his freaking fanny pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fanny Dude, pack. the freaking fanny for pack a, fight. For a few time. years, he was actually the assistant of Corey Yuen, who was one of Hong Kong's premier choreographers. Yeah. So I was impressed. Hmm. He actually worked on the one. Huh. <laughs> Which, it's which funny how I mentioned the one and I didn't even know he worked on it until you mentioned mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, huh. wow. Interesting. The role of Evelyn was actually written for Jackie Chan. And he was you know, flip-flopping on. He wasn't sure. And eventually when they couldn't get him, they rewrote it as a woman. And they named her Michelle. Because they were really courting Michelle Yeoh for it. And when she read it, she loved it. And she told the, the directors, the writers, she said… I love it. I want to do it. But don't name her Michelle. This character has to have her own life. So Aww. let's give it to her. I'm like, oh my god. That, and to the, now, she makes fun of Jackie Chan. She thanks him for giving her the role of a lifetime. She Thanks for passing this up, buddy. I owe you one. I, I was just, this is huge. Thank you, Jackie Chan. I, I was, uh, for saying no. Yeah, I, I was just you. thinking Jackie Chan was maybe might be too old and too injured to do this. <laughs> maybe maybe but Only I possible. think he's in a better condition than Jet Li is currently well I'm grateful that they changed the role to a woman because I feel like um, I don't know it's what the world needs right now we need a strong woman lead and uh, and um, the fact that she's also a minority Asian and that um, aspect of her her motherhood and her um her culture really gave so much flavor to the story and so much character to Evelyn because we have these uh, Ch- Chinese traditional issues that they're you know skirting around like her daughter being gay and her not living up to her parents' expectations. That's very Asian. So uh, oh, man. yeah, I, I read one write up that said never underestimate an Asian mom's ability for denial. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's completely on full display here. It and is. I, and the, even the writers said that working it, reworking it into a female, into the mother, actually worked better on mm. an emotional front. Yeah, because mm. for all the multiversal insanity in this movie, it is grounded by a surprisingly um, emotional. Uh, an authentic emotional place, much it like um, like like Turning Red. Like that mm-hmm. one was also full of supernatural stuff, but at the end of the day, you believed it because it was about a mother and a daughter, and I think that also applies here. Yep. Also, As- I appreciated that Mich- the Michelle Yeoh casting more now that you know that Jackie Chan turned it down. Said no. Said no. Mm-hmm. Just because you, if it was a Jackie Chan movie, you would know what to expect. We Jackie yeah. Chan is known for the fight, the the comedic fight choreography. But I've never seen Michelle Yeoh do fight choreography the way she did in this movie. Because you yeah. would fully expect that from Jackie Chan. But, you know, seeing Crouching Tiger, Shang-Chi, among many other… You know, James Bond. The, um, right? She was so hot there. 
So part you, mm-hmm. I would never expect that from Michelle Yeoh until I saw it. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, the uh, range fully extends to her, to her, to her martial arts. And I've never imagined Michelle Yeoh in a multiverse setting because we were used to like her roles being grounded. No matter how much kung fu she does, you know she's still grounded. But then at this this level of outrageousness, <laughs> just seeing the exactly. trailer in itself, exactly. I think what impressed us the most was. The fact that Michelle Yeoh was starring in it, not because it's if it, not because it's a multiverse thing, because we've been seeing that from all the superhero movies that um, have been coming by. But Michelle Yeoh, <laughs> but 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 speaking of all those superhero movies, I think something that makes this one stand out a lot is that number one, it wasn't based on anything, not yes. a comic book, not not a TV show, not a cartoon, not mm-hmm. a graphic novel, nothing. Something and then number two, it stars a minority, mm-hmm. and she's middle aged. She's a woman. And, you know, the two leads of this movie, I mean, all the leads are minorities, basically. Mm-hmm. But then the other lead is also a middle-aged woman. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Can oh, you please talk about her. Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. Uh, it's just incredible <laughs> that we live in an age where this kind of movie even gets made at all. Yep. When everything now is blockbuster product. And Not it gets this. That we don't enjoy those, but this is just something that's so out of left field. And that it this gets, shouldn't even exist. And it gets so much hype. So much appreciation, so much fanfare from yep. from viewers. Not a bad mm-hmm. review on my end. Same, same here. Absolutely. I haven't yeah. seen any bad reviews from anyone in my echo chamber, whatever that is. <laughs> um, yeah, since we're already at the cast, we've talked about um, Evelyn and Waymond. Uh, let's Wayman, touch on Wayman. let's touch on Deirdre's <laughs> since you already started with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh man, Deirdre is the IRS agent who's auditing the Wang family, and you know she's played by Jamie Lee Curtis in like her frumpy. If you think Evelyn's frumpy, Deirdre is even frumpier. Yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis goes all out. She's not. She said that like you know growing up because she started acting at a young age and modeling and whatever. She's been sucking in her gut since she was eleven. So she was happy to have a role where she could just let it all hang out, like literally. And there is no shame in this performance. No, I mean, she and Michelle Yeoh they just give everything. They oh don't my care god, about the making hot fools of themselves. The okay. hot dog fingers. Yes, let's get oh to the hot God. dog fingers. Okay, there's one universe <clears throat> where Deidre and Evelyn are a couple. But it also happens to be a universe where everybody has hot dogs for fingers. What the fuck? <laughs> I, so like… I, I cannot… It's I, so I, stupid. I cannot understand this world where people Deidre's like… hot dog fingers have nail polish on them. <laughs> yeah, but… You know, those might be edible because I think they have a lot of oral sex with those. Uh, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. The, the ketchup and mustard thing I whenever like, they're turned mm. on is kind of gross. But it makes sense. <laughs> it makes but sense the, to me for some reason. But you don't… You don't… I don't know. You don't bite the hot dog fully expecting like mustard and ketchup. Oot, oot. Maybe it's cheese. Maybe, maybe it's a cheese dog. Maybe they're not biting those hot dogs. And we're overthinking it. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Look, it's a lovely, lovely universe. I'm sorry, I froze. Which, still thinking about the hot dogs. It's a lovely universe <laughs> where these two people love and care for each other. They just need to work shit out. Okay, they need to be willing to work shit out. And I think that's something that applies to every universe because as we go through the film, we find that things only get better when Evelyn decides to start treating people with kindness. And that's something that she learns from her so-called wimpy husband. Wimpy Wayman. I think I, I really like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not sorry. I mean, I, I really appreciated that. That mm-hmm. no matter what you're facing, no matter how, how tough the times are, that you can always find time to be kind. And then she starts kicking ass with kindness. <laughs> and I just lost it. <laughs> I did not know you could kick people's ass with kindness. No, the, the best part was when she did this whole chiropractor martial arts thing to that one guy. I was like, <laughs> and what? Was so grateful. I wish that was me. <laughs> I want to go back to Deidre uh, absorbing the powers of a fucking pro wrestler. I want to go back amazing. to that. That was fucking Jamie amazing. Jamie Curtis doing a backbreaker. <laughs> And she sucked in her sucked and, in her belly and drop kicks and she Dude, the drop kick was just, the drop kick was the best. I was like, I know, I, I I was living for that fucking drop kick. It was I, I'm not a, like a wrestling fan, not as much as you guys, but that mm-hmm. that that uh, that scene was just like fucking <laughs> hilarious. 
Okay, we fucking love Deidre and her um, apparent love for cookies too. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's get to the daughter, Joy. And I feel like right. she she was so good. She was um, Dude, played. She was... Yeah, she was played by Stephanie Shu. Sue, I'm sorry if I'm Sue. Sue. Okay, yeah, Sue. Uh, I'm sorry for the wrong pronunciation, but I feel like she had so much fucking fun being Shushu Baraki, whatever her name was. What was her name? (laughs) (laughs) Jobu, Jobu, Tubaki, Jobu, Jojo, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. (laughs) It's okay to get wrong. Like everything could have been okay. I don't know. Yeah, they they okay. all get it wrong all the time, but yeah. So apparently, there's this entity that wants to destroy all the multiverses, and it's called, the entity's name is Jobu Tupaki, and Jobu has the ability to see all the universes at the same time and experience them at the same time, and it's made it's made them kind of crazy. And apparently, Jobu Tupaki is embodied by Evelyn's daughter Joy, and she wants nothing more than to just. And everything. And apparently, the representation of everything is an everything on it bagel. <laughs> genius. It's fucking genius. Which works for me because I love bagels and I love everything on it bagels. And I don't know if I can eat one anymore knowing that it represents the end of all existence. <laughs> well, it's you know. It's fucking genius. I, I don't think you'll be eating like squid ink bagels because I, I haven't seen any black bagels for sale. I just want to know what kind of drugs they were sniffing when they wrote this movie. I know. Maybe they just had an everything on it bagel that day. And then law inspiration. So much bagels <laughs> in this movie because you know when they had to recharge when Waymond, Alpha Waymond, Alpha Waymond and um, Evelyn were hiding they, at, at one point in the IRS um, conference room they were like oh save your energy eat this. It's another bagel with cream cheese. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think this is where it all comes together when Evelyn finds out that Joy is actually her nemesis. And, you know, all the parental issues come up and you you see, like, her issues with her mom. Like, especially that coming out thing. And um, I totally understand uh, her point of view or Jojo Chewbacca's uh <laughs> Sorry, I can never get the name right. But here you have Joy's point of view where she's giving up on the world and she doesn't give a fuck because she thinks it's all meaningless and she's seen everything. And that is a very valid and human state to be in. Like at some mm-hmm. point, a lot of us uh, just kind of want a gigantic comet to end it for all of us, especially for yep. me, nung May 9. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at the end of at the end of the day, it's our relationships and the tiny moments that they're what give value to our life, and that's what really brings them back together. No matter how strained their mother daughter relationship is, you know. I really like that. Yeah, it's it it's another cool. one of those enjoy the little things, you know, yeah. kind of like soul. I, 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 like, oh my God, like I think I mentioned this in a previous. <laughs> I mentioned this in a previous episode. It's like you know how. When you leave the house and your mom says, look both ways before you cross the street, be careful, don't talk to strangers, drink your milk, whatever. Do you have your wallet? Do you have your stuff with you? And you're like, oh, mom, of Mm. course I have all that stuff. Don't worry. I know, I know, I know. But the day she doesn't say it, you're going to start missing it, as stupid as that sounds. Mm. And and, And this movie was just about that. As much as Joy thought that existence was meaningless, she still wanted her mother to be a part of it. Whether mm-hmm. it was to go with her into the meaningless void, whether it was to tell her to stay, or whether just to give her a damn hug. She just mm-hmm. wanted her mother to be involved in some shape, form, way, or size. Yeah. Just so she knew that she mattered to her. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was a very powerful message. It was. I think everything, I mean, like no matter how wacky or silly or just so outrageous everything was in this movie, there really was a heart. Mm-hmm. And you, the heart of that movie was the relationship that Joy and Evelyn had. It was mm-hmm. so strange mm. and so relatable. Yeah, you know, nothing that a really, really good and hard conversation can't fix. I mean, the whole reason that Michelle Yeoh starts accessing all of her alternate selves' powers because she figures that she wants to ha- um, to be on on Jobu Topaki's level, just so she can maybe try and save her daughter. She exactly. figures if she's on the same level, then she maybe she can make a difference so she can do something about mm-hmm. it. And I thought, oh, wow, she's willing to do 
all of that and risk yeah. killing herself, going insane herself, yeah. just so she can help a version of her daughter. Not even her actual daughter, but you know, a representation of her daughter because she cares that much. And I love how also an, a turning point in the story was um, where she actually had the chance to kill Job. Oh, God damn it. Job. 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 Chupacabra. God damn it. Uh, um, yeah, um. she had she had a choice to kill Joy in one of the universes as um, ordered by her alpha dad version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She she had that chance, but as a mom, she chose to just save her and find other ways and not actually kill her daughter because no matter what universe you put her in, Evelyn will never ever ever want to harm her daughter. And that's just, yes. that just gave me the warm fuzzies. And, and that's where and things turn around. That's where she accepts all the multiverses and, you know, finds that new way to kind of like save joy. And that's where I think the similarity also with Turning Red comes in, in that as much as your parents might be, the mo- your, your mom especially, might be overbearing, might have a million things in their plate or whatever, they still want what's best for you. And even if they don't entirely understand you now, chances are, you know, maybe they're working up to it. Whether you have a girlfriend or whether you're a multiversal entity bent on destroying all of existence, your mother's still trying to understand you. Yeah. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. And um, also, besides all that, all the sentimentality aside, I just fucking loved seeing Joy in these different crazy costumes that could totally yes. make up for like a K-pop concert or a Lady Gaga kind of like stage outfit. They were all amazing. She, she might all have been the own. best dressed villain ever. Like She had so many different <laughs> amazing outfits and I don't exactly know why but I'm not mad at it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Can somebody explain why her outfits are like that? Because I, I don't know but I like it. Okay. So good now that we, we've… It was good stuff. So now that we've talked about the outfits can we talk about her crazy ass fight scene because the outfits came out came out to play, and she had one of the most outrageous fight scenes in. Oh my any god, the one with the dildo! <laughs> that entire thing, the dildo was just an aspect. But yes, the one with the dildo, an aspect, an act. Okay, but come on, in that fight, that whole her whole, her whole intro as a villain was that crazy ass fight scene where she blows up a person into confetti. It was like a better version of Harley Quinn's fight scene from Suicide Squad because this it, one could go all in. It might she, have been, she, no, it looked like it reminded me of um, the old boy fight scene on drugs in the corridor. Yeah, it, yes, it was that many drugs. It was Lots probably acid and ecstasy, and I I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was fucking insane. And um, I feel like Joy's character, or actually the the actress herself, she's Stephanie Sue. She just. Mm. Milked it. She had so much fun with it. Yeah, it, you yes, could see how much fun yes. she was having being this super villain. As in, in, in stark contrast to her normal kind of emo, uh, you know, jaded, <laughs> angsty, joy. angsty, you know, joy. I'm sure she had so much fun with all the outfits, all the fight scenes, and also speaking of fun, something I really want to get to also. Um, whether it's the cast or the directors and writers, the art department, camera department, post-prod, I feel like all the filmmakers seemed like they had so much fun making this and it really showed. Yeah, absolutely, like, yes. I mean, the like, shots and the production design was so diverse and playful. And, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A- acting jumped from serious to campy from time to time. But it all worked. Like, a multiverse storyline is the perfect playground for filmmakers to play with so many elements. And they and they were they managed to do that without, you know, superheroes and superpowers and making it more grounded than your usual Marvel multiverse setup. Superpowers. Yes. Well, yeah, superpowers are relative in this movie. Yeah, relative. Pero parang it's it's not a driving force as opposed to the Marvel yeah, cinematic yeah, yes. universe kind of thing where yes. like all these beings have these superpowers. They have to have these superpowers for it to be interesting or exciting. But this doesn't. Mm-hmm. Which is why amazing it was part. so much no, it was which is my which is why I appreciate it so much more because it's it it's not the MCU. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> that big is big statement. That is big, fair. big <clears throat> statement. 
And um, well, my favorite thing about this film is that it's very high concept, you know, involving multiverses and whatnot. Like I, at first, I thought my brain was going to explode trying to comprehend all the universes <laughs> and shit. Especially when Alpha Waymond was trying to explain like, oh, there's this multiverse and then you get your skills from this one. Then you have to do this to get your skills. And then, you know, yep. that's, uh, but at the core of it, like what you already mentioned earlier, it's a very emotional, uh, relatable and very human. Mm-hmm. That's and so it might be the best it. movie I've seen this year with butt plugs as a main plot. Oh my god. Oh my god, yes. Okay, so okay, okay all right. Let's get to the ah. jumping pads, okay? So <laughs> to access um a certain ability you you have in another multiverse, you have to do something like totally random to like really access that and you know, jumping pad, jumping point mm-hmm, to like, mm-hmm. you know, jumpstart that um, transfer. This is my favorite fight scene, by the way. Oh my God. I can't believe it fucking involved <laughs> oh, by the a way, butt plug. Th- by the way, that guy she was fighting fighting with in, in that fight scene, he's the death dealer in Shang-Chi. Oh. Yes, yes, he is. Yes. I was like, oh, it's that guy. Hmm. random. So we had the butt plug. We had like a, a paper cut <laughs> in between each finger. Oh man, that was, that I, was no, painful. I, okay, that oh was the God. hardest part to watch. That was impossible for me to watch. And they were counting one, two. And Waymond was like, it only works if it's an accident. (laughs) Which is true. It only works if if it's an accident. It has to be a high-pitched voice if it's Waymond. Yeah, okay. Um, There was also chewing lip balm. That was gross too. That was nasty. I was like, why is he… Oh. Uh, <laughs> like I can't what? imagine biting uh, a chapstick. <laughs> the gross one was eating gum from under a table. Oh, that, oh my god! Oh, so much nasty stuff in that this movie. So nasty. And now we're just listing it down. Yeah. It's just, it just get you know like the the one thing you mention after the other just gets nastier. <laughs> like I don't know. But, but or peeing yourself the, or snorting a fly. But nothing beats <laughs> jumping on a butt plug. Yeah, that was nothing beats jumping a butt plug. I mean, look, I was already I already said that it looked like a butt plug when I saw that, that Deidre was showing off her trophies, her trophies which made same, sense because you know she was an IRS agent, so fine. Yes, it would look like a butt plug because we're uh-huh. not subtle at all. But when it actually came into play as a butt plug, oh my god, and then played a major focus in a fight scene. I, I was just, like I was dying. I want to shake the hands of the people who made this psychotic movie. I, I mean, know. Dude, that whole fight scene, I couldn't breathe. When it when that butt plug came into <laughs> I play, I was like, laughing. I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh my God, what am I watching? And Michelle Yeoh was in it. It's like, am I really alive to be seeing this? You, you, <laughs> here's the funny. The, the, the directors were like, at, at first they were like, oh shit, everyone else is doing multiverses and they had to like stop watching Rick and Morty because they're like, oh man, they're doing everything we want to do. So they had to shut everything out so they could do their own thing. And I'm glad that they did because this is just another level of bad shit. It is. It's like you have this high concept film which should be serious usually, but you have all these random Cago details. Now, at some point, you see the filmmakers as really intelligent, but really stupid at the same time. But it's like the best mix of both because it's so mature mm-hmm. and immature at the same time, but that it just works together. <laughs> like, what the Absolutely, fuck? Yes. I mean, it like, it, if, it, if, if, if it injects see... seemingly senseless humor that just fucking makes sense. They have, yes. These guys are but known it, to do like high concept stuff. Like, I mean, you've seen. You know, Swiss Army Knife Man. That's corpse right, is that's literally right. a Swiss Army in knife in function. It's like, so that's the one where um, Harry Potter is a farting corpse for the entire film. Oh it's, my god! Yep, yeah. yep. It's amazing. It's also very and, amazing. And the Daniels also directed the music video for Turn, Turn Down for What, which Turn is like Down for What, mess, <laughs> which is one of the most ridiculous videos you've Turn ever seen. Turn Down for What. It's driven almost entirely by crotch power. Uh, Catch it on YouTube <laughs> if you haven't seen it. Please, please do. It's amazing. So it's a millennial makes thing. sense that they would make something like this. It's like the next level up, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the next I, yeah, evolution. I, I, I just think that it just takes a certain level of intelligence to have something so… This stupid? No. That's, a, that's the thing. It's so stupid. That resonates emotionally somehow? Yes. It's just… You have to be really smart to be able to pull shit like this off. It's amazing. I agree. I agree completely. And 
um, there there may be a lot of like seemingly random shit here, but from what I've seen, things aren't like they're just out of randomness. Like there is a reason. Even the little details, like let's say what what we talked about earlier, Rakakuni being a mistake uh, Evelyn made in an the actual universe, like thinking that it's not Ratatouille, it's Rakakuni. And then, biglang, my universe. It is a universe. Na, may Rakakuni. <laughs> that, I thought it was a throwaway joke, but it wasn't. It wasn't. And, I know, it was uh, so good. And like, like and even the placement. Eh. I oh, mean, like, it was great placement because it's like a throwaway joke and then they actually incorporate it. I know. Like, oh, and it's part of the script. It is. And like, think about this. Uh, her being, like, she filed her tax Right, and then um, mm-hmm. Deirdre's questioning, "Oh, why is a karaoke machine a a, a, a business expense?" A business expense. Yes. But, uh, oh, so this says you're a singer and a chef, but then you have a mm-hmm. universe where she's actually a singer and a chef. <laughs> Gago, I'm going. And like, her, it was so good. Everything paid off. Yes, and <laughs> like even even the jumping pad of her of her saying "I love you" to Deirdre. Mm-hmm. There is a universe where she actually means to say I love you to Deirdre. Alam mo yun? <laughs> Jumping pandala. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to kill her. Oh, oh um, and okay. So sorry. One more thing. Uh, this is the millennial music nerd in me. Um, um, something as simple as sneaky lyrics to "Story of a Girl by Nine Days" had a callback. If you if you noticed, um, Alpha Waymond had a line like, um, you, "You know, there's something up with the universe." Blah 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 blah, and you know that something's off. So your clothes never wear as well the next day. Your yep. hair never falls in quite the same way. And I was like, "Huh? Where have I heard that before?" <laughs> <laughs> and then later you hear the song through a radio. Para gago ang genius kahit ganon lang kaliit para gago. Yung, I mean, like it's just really everything that parang everything is placed so well and subtly. Eh. Hindi siya no, yung on the nose na ah, alam ko yung reference hindi. Eh. Oh, oh, I didn't even it. catch that until you met. Oh man, no. Well, watch it again, and then diba? when he does say the lines, like your clothes never wear as well the next day, yeah. you start singing. Oh, Hair <laughs> never falls in quite the same way. This Can is the story of a girl. Mention. Okay, sorry. Go. <laughs> Cry to withering down the whole world. Okay, sorry. Go on. She looks so sad in photographs. <laughs> Absolutely love her. love her. Then she smiles. Can I just throw a special shout special shout out to James Hong because he's also great in this movie? Oh yeah. yeah. He plays, he, plays dad. he plays Evelyn's dad, and you know, the in, are in the default universe you know he doesn't speak English he's stuck in his wheelchair but in the alpha universe he's like a badass mission leader and his wheelchair becomes a mech <laughs> oh yeah looking <laughs> transformers <laughs> wheelchair no, that, that's where you see the Rick and Morty influence nah. and you know James <laughs> Hong he, he's been in freaking everything he's like he was the bad guy in uh, Big Trouble in Little China he's Poe's father in Kung Fu Panda this dude is everywhere and Anjo and I were just you know we were talking about it like he got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame finally um, like a couple of weeks ago oh really good for him because he's been in everything I know he's been acting for like 70 years so I was happy to see him here and playing such an active role he could have just been like you know the 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 doddering old fool in the wheelchair, but then he he's the one who sets things in motion where they're all trying to stop Evelyn. I was amazed. So, I thought he was just gonna be that bumbling grandpa in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. just asleep from time to time. You know, Same. like he was. Yep. But that's how they presented him at the start. But yeah. Then, fuck. Yeah. He's so badass. I, I thought he was yeah. gonna be more comic relief, just being you know the grandpa who didn't know anything. Yeah. Or was oblivious. Seriously, this movie. What this movie should not exist. Okay, we're just that Mm -hmm. damn lucky. Because if you set it on paper, just describing this movie to somebody with zero knowledge, you would sound like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that all the universes that were presented, or most of the universes that were presented, were a a reflection, talaga, of what. Because it was mentioned in the movie that Evelyn had so many goals and so many things oh, yeah. she had planned for that she wanted to do. And every universe so that was presented, it. except maybe for except maybe for hot dog fingers <laughs> and rock. <laughs> you know. No, but um, I, I, I felt she so a, bad for her. I mean, like, yeah, they I, said she would have she could access all those abilities because she was the one 
with the most potential because she was the one Evelyn who'd never accomplished anything. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, that is so fucking painful to be told. That is like a backhand compliment right it, there. It, backhand that compliment. That is horrible. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. That's why parang it resonated talaga a lot. Parang, mm. Sometimes you, you, you feel… You feel like, oh, I have so many things to do, but oh, then you yeah. don't get to finish it or you push back projects. So it's, it's kind of or like… dreams. Or dreams, exactly. You know, but uh, <laughs> some alpha friend or whatever comes our way and says, you have the most potential. And, the, and, to, and given that Evelyn's character is not exactly young, you know, uh, you'd yeah. expect like people telling you, oh, you're so young, you can still do all these many things with your life. But then to be told that at that age just mm. gives you so much hope mm-hmm. because you, you've, you've um, been told all these years in your life that you do everything while you're young. And, mm. you know, when you get older, you won't get the chance to. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you see… See uh, actors like Michelle Yeoh. See actors like Kay. Who, who, I'm sorry, Waymond. Waymond. Yeah. Waymond. Yeah, and even James Hong and Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, they're achieving. I mean, this must be an actor's dream to be able to portray Absolutely, their yes. characters. And the fact that it's the dream project. Story. Oh, oh. So, and I also, uh, just like what Anjo said, I, I also resonated with that um, message to Evelyn that, uh, you know, we all have these dreams that weren't able to come to fruition. But that's okay. In, in some universe, there will be cons and pros to whatever path in life you take. But you know what? Just make, make good with what you have right now. And Absolutely. yeah, and, and no matter how much or how little we achieve, it's in the relationships we have with people. And so it was a good reminder for me and uh, maybe other people out there who may have been jaded by hardships in life, like maybe Joy was as well. Or so, May 9. <laughs> joy had no joy. Joy had no joy. No, she did. Mm. Her name was Becky. Aww, but she that's didn't, so cute though. Yeah. She didn't look like joy. she was happy. Though. Joy and Becky were so cute though. Mm-hmm. When when yeah. finally when they were finally um accepted by the family. Yeah. Ah, so adorable. And I, I love that how worried Evelyn was that her father wouldn't accept that his granddaughter had a girlfriend. He was totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty it was just sweet. Evelyn, you know, taking the weight of the world on her shoulders and trying to be everything for everyone, as yeah. I guess a lot of parents do. Mm-hmm. And um when it came down to it, what Joy said, I mean, what my take, my takeaway that I, that, the, that really hit me was she said, you know, nothing matters because if everything's already on the bagel, then nothing matters. Everything is shit. Life is shit. Existence is shit. So if nothing matters and, and Evelyn comes back with, well, if everything is shit and nothing matters, then all that matters is what you decide to do next. And now it's like, damn. Lalim. God. I know, man. So yeah, the little <laughs> and, things, dude. The fucking and, little things. And to think we've gone from googly eyes, butt plugs, Google eyes, <laughs> dildo chucks, dildo, dildo nunchucks, mech, mech wheelchairs. <laughs> we've gone from all that bad shit, crazy shit, to that message that just hits so a- hard. What the fuck, Daniels? Good fucking news. Si Daniel, what are you snorting? Kwan, kwan. Give me some <laughs> of that. I also would like some. Okay. Um, It's clear that we absolutely love this movie. But dare I say, dare I say, is there anything you'd like to change about it? It's too high concept for me. (laughs) Trying to kind of think about what I want to change. That's true. So parang, I don't want to think about changing because it's so perfect the way it is. You know, maybe Uh I'd want to explore more of the multiverses just to see how far Michelle Yeoh could go. But then, you know, as it is, I wouldn't change a thing. That's how much I love this movie. Okay. Please don't crucify me for this, but I have something mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> please oh, okay. don't. Please don't kill me. Okay. I just had a teeny tiny, very minor gripe. It's very minor. Go but for it. I'm scared just saying this, but okay. As much as I adore, adore Harry Shum Jr., and I understand the need to milk the cameo, you know, having a, f- a fellow Hollywood friend joining this uh, production. And mm-hmm. the Rakakuni universe was fucking hilarious. <laughs> but I wish his character had a bigger role in Evelyn's normal life. 
Because I found myself struggling in trying to remember where he fit in in her normal world. Because, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis had that. Deirdre was there. Uh, even, right. even the random creepy bearded dude from the laundry shop had that. He, mm-hmm. he had like mm-hmm. a multiverse version, but then he was in the normal um, normal life. And even the cops had their moments in the normal life. So I was just wondering in the middle of the movie, yes, I, I, I'm so happy to see Harry Shum Jr. But I was just trying to place where he was from in her normal life. And I know that's not necessary because this is a multiverse anyway and you can meet all sorts of different people. Like um, mm-hmm. Evelyn had that like little kung fu lady who taught her or whatever. But Pinky Fu. Yeah. But I don't know. That was just me trying to connect the dots and that might be a problem with me. I don't know. Am I gaslighting myself for this? <laughs> like me trying no, to I find that connection. Fair. I think it's fair. But you know what, now yeah. that you mentioned it, parang, oh, I wanted more Jenny Slate. Oh, Jenny, Jenny Slate was Slate. so good. With a, with, a, with a Pomeranian nunchuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is she doing with her dog? <laughs> and she punted the damn thing. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. She <laughs> punted it before she started twirling it or you know, whirling that it around mm-hmm. its leash. Yeah. But yeah, that's just me, okay? Um, just just that Harry Shum. No, moment. I think that's that's valid, but also I think I mean that I think that's just a, to uh, adds to the whole randomness of the universe. Yeah, maybe some people will matter more to your existence mm-hmm. than in others. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. yeah, that's I I understood it, the naman. Like uh, it's yeah. not like I said, it's not a major gripe, but maybe this is yeah. also just me with my priorities, wanting to see more of Harry Shum Junior. Wow. <laughs> probably, probably. I think it's his abs. Um, he didn't no, even take his say, shirt off. No, I was gonna say like if I had to change something, um, you make him take his shirt off. Yeah, sure, whatever. Make the raccoon <laughs> take his shirt off. The raccoon was the one driving. Um, <laughs> At no, one point, it was Michelle Yeoh driving. I was gonna say that because <laughs> something I appreciated in the movie was its sheer unpredictability. Oh yeah. So I I don't think that I could conceivably change anything because that would be like anticipating. And what I appreciate about this was I could not anticipate anything that was the happening. Guy. This is the same. It was yeah. just, It was incredible. It was a fun ride. And okay. Uh, um, I'm glad No Way Home came out last year because this is definitely the best multiverse movie of this year. Sorry, Doctor Strange. Same, God damn same. it. <laughs> also, also what I, I thought, I mean like… I, no, I, I haven't even seen Doctor Strange yet. Now I'm going to have such low expect… I have a high no, bar. It's, it's really good. No, Doctor Strange is really good. It's just I have that, a really high bar now for multiverse movies. God damn it. Anyway, because, but, because everything everywhere all at once is just that damn good. Mm. No, it's just com- something so completely original. Also, I just wanted to mention again, because you mentioned Harry Shum, that it was so funny because I didn't think that the, the mechanics or the physics of a raccoon driving a person using a person's hair would translate in the normal universe Evelyn was in. But Evelyn jumped on him. <laughs> IRS version of Harry Shum Jr. and drove him with his… And it worked? And it worked. It was in the climax. It's like, I can't forget that shit. Pretty good. Pretty good. So, yeah. I guess it's safe to say that we totally recommend this movie. Like, fuck. If you haven't seen it yet, why? Yeah, that's safe. (laughs) If not, why? So, yes. uh, We totally recommend it. So, yeah. I I totally recommend it. Because it's just one movie that kind of reminds us if that, you know, like, if you find your life meaningless or you're trying to look for the meaning in life, it's what you put in it that matters. It's the little things, really. It's just a nice reminder of, you know, if you're trying, if you feel overwhelmed, you try to go back and scale down a little bit and see what you have in life. Mm. That's my takeaway from this movie. That's why I love this movie. Yeah. Despite it know, being so freaking random. <laughs> and you know what? Another takeaway? Pay your taxes. Joke! Seriously, ayoko. Joke lang. Ayoko. <laughs> yung isang ajang nasa puesto hindi nagbabayad ng tax. Ako pa kaya. Char! Okay. Anyway, that's a, I guess that's an episode. <laughs> so, yeah. Please go watch Everything Everywhere All at Once by The Daniels. It is fucking amazing. With so much emphasis on fucking amazing. So, <coughs> yes. It had and drama, action, comedy, all comedy all at once. Everything. Literally everything good stuff. everywhere. Absolutely all at once. good stuff. Like if if there is a movie I'd really, really recommend yeah. you watch. I mean like because this movie is re is you know 
the film version of an everything bagel. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Now I want bagels. I want a bagel. Okay, so we're gonna go get bagels now. I don't know how, but we will. So uh, if you have any suggestions of uh, any episodes you want us to do, sound off on our social media. We have uh, Facebook, um, facebook.com slash podcast. Did I get the new handle right? Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. All right. So we are on Facebook. I'm making any suggestions for bagels. <laughs> but um, cream cheese, yo, cream cheese. I'm, I'm go with cream cheese. Cream but anyway, cheese yes. and salmon. <laughs> Saboteurs podcast Everything on Facebook on. and Instagram, and we also have a Facebook group where we share lots of fun news or just random movie-related memes. It's Saboteurs. We like movies. Go join us there, and um, let us know how we're doing. And uh, yeah, just if, if there are any movies you want us to do besides this, and uh, I guess we'll see you next next week or whenever Misha gets to find the time to record from the U.S. of A. Someday. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Okay. So yeah, this has been the Subatours. My name's Mike. I'm Misha, and I'm Angel. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.